The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. There was a Baal Teshuvah that came walking into Kolel Chazonish in Bnei Brak at the age of 30 years old. He turns to the rabbis, the Kolel guys, and he says, Rabotai, for 30 years I wasn't religious, but my time has come. I want to become Dati. I want to be religious. Please, can you bring me a rabbi to learn with me? Can you bring me Chavrutot to learn with on a daily basis? I'm ready. When they heard this, they embraced him with open arms. They brought him a rabbi to learn with. They brought him Chavrutot. And slowly but surely, Aleph Bet, he knew he was Israeli. But to be able to understand the Psukim that he needed the Rebbe to start him on. And from there, short time, he went to Mishnayot. And then from Mishnayot, a few months later, he starts learning Gemara. You know, it's incredible how someone could be out of the box, so to speak, or out of the system for 30 years. And in a matter of months, they can make up what they missed out in 30 years. That's Hashem. That's atahonen la'adam da'at. Umlamed le'enosh bina. Chonenu me'iticha. Comes from you, Hashem. Chochma bina v'da'at. It's Hashem's wink to the Baal Teshuvah to say, Hey, I got your back. I'm right here with you. I'm going to help you make up the lost time. And by the way, that message is one of the most comforting words to people that are looking to come back b'tshuva. Hashem can make up lost time. You're running behind schedule, but God gives shortcuts. Bring you back to the fold and up to where you should be in life with incredible chesed, like Hashem did to this Baal Teshuva. And after six months, he's learning Gemara. After eight months, he starts making a siyum. The guy's learning day and night Gemara, Torah, like one of the regular Kolel guys. He's religious for eight months to a year. And he's learning. He became the wallpaper of the Bet Midrash. This is the guy that never left. He's living it. He's learning it. He's loving it. About 12 months into the year, learning Yomam Valayla. One morning, this Baal Teshuvah wakes up with a terrible headache. Doesn't feel good. That afternoon, they bring him to the hospital. And that evening, he passes away. The Kolel guys, they were like, Makara, what happened? This makes no sense. This guy was learning your mom Valayla. This guy came back, Jose Betruva. They, 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 they didn't know what to say, what to do. They made a tremendous funeral for this Baal Teshuvah in Bnei Brak. And all the Rabbanim came out. They heard the story of this incredible Baal Teshuvah and how he passed away literally, blink of the eye. They came out and they gave Hespedim. But answers, answers they did not have. The funeral was over. And the two head Rabbanim of the Kolel decided just out of menschlichkeit, just to make a Kiddush Hashem. They're going to go out to Bat Yam, where this Baal Teshuvah comes, and they're going to go to the family, to the parents that are sitting Shiva morning, and they're going to wish them their condolences. But they know, they know what they're walking into. They're going out to parents who are not religious. They know that they're not going to let them get off easy on this one. They're going to really grill them. What kind of business is this? This is religion? This is God? This is Torah. Our son, before he came to you, he was not religious. He was fine. Now he comes to Bnei Brak. Now he becomes religious. He's learning Torah day and night. He passes away. This is what it's all about. What are we going to answer? What are we going to say? What can you say to parents? Again, we're talking about parents, not religious. What are you going to say? They had no thought. They had no idea. So what did they do? When in doubt, you go to your Rebbe. You go to your Rebbe. You go to your Rav. Lucky for them, their Rav was the Gadol. Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shalita. 
They came to Reb Chaim Kanievsky and they said, Harav, we're going out to the parents that are sitting Shiva for the Baal Teshuvah guy that passed away in the Kolel. We know what we're about to get bombarded with, questions that we have no answers to. What should we say? Reb Chaim didn't bat an eyelash. He didn't even hesitate. He looks at the two rabbis and he says, go to the parents and tell them that their son was supposed to die a year earlier. He decided on his own volition that he wanted to become religious. Hashem from his mercy did him a chesed and gave him an extra year to live. Now the rabbis looked at each other and they both had a little smirk on their face. They couldn't tell this to Reb Chaim. But when they walked out, they looked at each other and they said, that is the last thing we're going to tell the parents. Be'emet? That's what you're going to say to parents? Your kid was supposed to die a year earlier? And because they became religious, so they lived extra... <laughs> Good luck trying to tell that to non-religious parents. They're going to tell you, no, God, no, die, no, nothing. What are you telling me? So these two rabbis said, ah, you know, Reb Chaim, he doesn't know how to deal with non-religious. You have to be diplomatic. You have to be a little politic- politikai. You have to be able to speak in a way that they'll be able to digest. They thought they were smarter. They sat down that night, and they came up with this whole eloquent speech of what they're going to tell the parents of the good, of how he grew, and how he this, and how he that. They're going to emphasize the positive. They're going to stay away from the negative. They're going to avoid this question. If they ask that question, we'll answer this and add this whole game plan. They know. We know better than the Rebbe. Ah, Reb Chaim doesn't know. When it comes to this, he's not diplomatic. The next day, they went out to Batya, and they walk into the home of mourning. They come into the parents that are sitting Shiva. They walk in. The minute they walk in, the parents sitting on the floor look up, and they see two rabbis with beards and long black coats. The parents jump up, and they start screaming and pointing at them. Rotschimatem! You guys are murderers! You murdered our son! Our son was fine before he became religious. He was fine before he came to Bnei Brak and Torah. And it's because of you he died. And they started bombarding them. And the rabbis were so shaken up by them grilling them and yelling at them and screaming at them that they forgot their whole wonderful eloquent speech and game plan. (laughs) They got so smashed that the rabbis looked at each other and they shrugged shoulders and they said, you know what? At this point, we have nothing to lose. They totally wiped the floors with us here in our religion. We might as well just tell them what Reb Chaim said. So finally, finally, they waited for a moment for the parents to just come up for air so they can get a word in. And they turned and they said, relax for a minute. Sit down. The same questions you have are the same questions we have. We don't understand this as you don't understand this. We're all dumbfounded. We don't know what happened here. But that's why we have a rabbi. And we went to the rabbi to ask the questions that we don't have answers to. And we said to the great Reb Chaim Kanievsky, Rebbe, what do we tell the parents? They're going to have the questions as we do. We're dumbfounded. We don't have a clue. How could this be? A guy, just Jose B'Tshuva, learning Torah day and night, finally, finally, and then he dies. How do you explain this? Reb Chaim told us to tell you the parents. Tell the parents. Your son was supposed to die a year earlier. 
he decided to become religious, Hashem did with him a great chesed and gave him an extra year to live. Just then they were expecting the backlash. But instead, the mother and the father burst out crying. And they looked at each other. The mother looked at the father. The father looked at the mother and they started to nod their heads. And then finally the father clears his throat and he looks at the rabbis and he said, Reb Chaim Kanievsky Shalita, Putzodek B'mea Achos. He's 100% correct. Now that was the last thing they expected the father and the mother to agree to say to these two rabbis. But at that point it was the rabbis that were looking at them like, what? As if to say, you accept that? And then the father clears his phone and he says, I want to tell you something. Exactly a year earlier, it was Shabbat. Our son was home here with us Shabbat afternoon. And a car pulls up in front of the house. And it's his friends. And they were honking and honking and playing music like they used to do every Shabbat. And they were calling to our son to come out. And our son went outside. And he sees all his friends in the car. And they're screaming, Yalla, Boitanu, come with us. We're going out to the soccer game. That Shabbat. Our son was starting to think about coming religious and keeping Shabbat. So he turned to his friends and he said to him, You know what, Chevre? Go and help me. Ani Shabbat. Hayom Shabbat. I want to keep Shabbat. I want to become religious. Go and help me. When his friends heard that, they started to degrade him, call him names, make fun of him, put him down. Finally, after literally, they made such fun of him. He says, No, Yalak, just go. His friends, they laughed at him. They screeched off. He went back into the house. That car full of friends on its way out to the Migrash, on its way out to the soccer stadium, only a few blocks away, ran into a head-on collision with a bus. And every guy in that car died instantly. Our son was supposed to be in that car a year ago. Our son was supposed to go that day. The only reason why he lived was because he decided to keep Shabbat and to become religious. It was that next day that our son came out to Bnei Brak, walked into the Kolel, and said, I'm here, I want Hashem and religion. The rabbi is right. He was supposed to die a year earlier. Kanireh, it seems, that because he chose Shabbat, because he chose Yahadut, and he became religious, Hashem did give him an extra year to live. The rabbi's right. Yeah, yeah, look what it means. Da'at Torah. The words of the rabbanim. The words of the gidolim. And even when it doesn't make sense to us. And even when we think we understand better. And even when we think it's against all logic. It's Torah. Sometimes we get it. Sometimes we don't. But it comes down to us. Na'asev and Ishma. And the words of the rabbis. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.